0: But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a monster Monday presented by DraftKings. Boy, DraftKings probably doesn't like me very much right now. I think I was 8-1 and or something like that on my picks so far in week number three on the Even Money podcast. Up like 10 units at this point for the weekend with one game to go tonight. I love it. And I love winners. We'll have a new spread the word winner. Via social media, either just retweet or especially the quote tweets. Love those. Or Instagram likes, Facebook shares. These are the things I'm looking for. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So many glorious press passes to give away to you. Still have more Maddens. In fact, I have five more Madden copies to give away all you have to do is take advantage of any of the sponsors you hear me talk about linkedin or keeps let's hit up some keeps this week i'd love absolutely love to give the madden away to somebody that signs up for a keep subscription best thing one of the best things i ever did uh i need it i need to keep my hair as much as i can for tv keeps.com slash ross awesome and there's other codes for the other shows As well. That's how you get the Madden YouTube shout out is insanely easy. You just subscribe to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's free. You literally are just like hitting a thumbs up button and then make a comment on any of the videos you see there, which is awesome. Speaking of awesome, every day in 30 minutes or less, I make sure you guys know and gals, I say guys meaning both genders, I say, I tell you guys everything you need to know about the National Football League. 30 minutes or less. That's the goal. That's the promise. It's Big Show time. The Big Show.
1: All right, Russ, your themes, your overall recap, week three in the NFL.
0: Whew. Um, I got a few, I guess, Bri. First of all, this kind of went away, but early on in the 1 p.m. slate, I was really stunned by how many teams were struggling when they were going for it on fourth down early. I thought that might be a theme the whole day. The Browns twice, teams jumping off sides, false starts, getting stuffed on fourth down, bad play call on fourth down. That's one. Number two, you know, when you're just watching the Red Zone channel and you're following along on Twitter, it really is remarkable how many injuries there are. Uh, key players, you know, multiple guys at the same position group. Uh, but I think the biggest ones that jump out to me, Bry, are probably number one, week one already was a long time ago, Bry. The Packers got smoked by the Saints. Packers have won back to back games since then. The Steelers beat the Bills. The Bills have destroyed two teams since then. And the Steelers have lost at home to the Raiders and the Bengals. So, And there's other examples. But I think that's one of my big themes is that week one probably tells us less than any other week the entire season. Week one is like a unique entity unto itself. I also think... These first-year head coaches, first-time NFL head coaches, I know them all. Man, I I feel it. I feel it for them, Bri. Arthur Smith was a coach in Washington my last year. So happy for him when his kicker made that field goal. That's got to be such an awesome feeling. You're a head coach for the first time. Your team wins the game they probably give you the ball in the locker room. It's just such a relief, like a weight off your shoulders. Okay, I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot sandwich. I can actually coach a little bit. Dan Campbell. Oh, Dan Campbell. We played together in Dallas. That was brutal. I mean, I'll get to it, but the delay of game. And then Justin Tucker, my brother from another mother, making a 66-yard field goal. Absolutely crazy. That jumped out to me. All these first-year coaches, I guess. Urban Meyer, you know, after the uh, kick six, I thought, wow, Urban Meyer is going to get his first win. And then kudos to the Cardinals, man. They just turned that thing all the way around, end up pulling away. I thought that was a really impressive win ultimately by the Arizona Cardinals. But I think the biggest one, Bri, would just be – and let this be a lesson for me moving forward other years – everybody's got to pump the proverbial brakes with the takes after week one okay these are duralast elite brake pads and they're available exclusively at autozone and they are built to last meaning week one pump the brakes don't be throwing out big takes you're gonna look bad duralast parts are proven tough they last three times longer than a typical Duralast pad. The guy that started the company named it Duralast. We're going to make our brake pads last longer. And then he came up with Elite, Duralast Elite. That's three times longer. That's insane. Plus, safer, smoother, quieter stops. Never cool. I used to have this experience. Never cool when you pull up to your buddy's house and your brakes are squeaking. It's not a good look, right? It's just not... Not what you're going for. And since AutoZone has over 6,000 locations nationwide and more ways to shop online and in-store, you'll have no problem picking up a set when you need them most. The future of stopping starts with Duralast Elite Brake Pads. Only at AutoZone. Tux takes. Let's get into
1: each of these games one at a time. And we will start in Nashville, where despite two interceptions, Ryan Tannehill led the Titans to a 25-16 win over the Colts.
0: Two bad interceptions, by the way. It It was not good from Ryan Tannehill in the first half. But the Titans kept battling. You know, the good news, I suppose, for the Colts is that Carson Wentz with the two sprained ankles was able to play and played okay, I would say. Was able to play the whole game, played okay. But then Quentin Nelson got hurt with what they're calling a high ankle sprain. You know, their, their best offensive lineman. You know, one of the real leaders of that team. That's not good. Uh, for the Titans, A.J. Brown got injured. They were throwing the ball to dudes i have never even heard of. Who was number 15 for the Titans? I have even heard of some of these guys. But ultimately, for the Titans, what it came down to was Harold Landry had a huge day, 12 pressures, 12 pressures in one NFL game. Maybe part of that was Wentz couldn't move, but still. And then Derrick Henry is, you know, I tweeted last week his high school stats at Ross Tucker NFL. Check it out. It's just unbelievable what a machine that guy is. And the Colts are 0-3, man. It's getting, uh, it's getting pretty late Pretty early in Indy for this season.
1: Ducks takes Falcons, Young Hoku kicks a 40 yarder last second field goal to beat the Giants 17 14.
0: I think it's Young Weiku.
1: Is it? Well, I, I apologize, Mr. Ku.
0: Yeah, I think it might be Young Weiku. I forget. I haven't done a Falcons game in a while, but I think it's Young Waku. I might be wrong. I'll apologize in advance if I'm wrong. So I already mentioned first win for Arthur Smith. Really happy for him. He seems like a guy perhaps I could get on the show at some point. Uh, maybe even uh, maybe off season, probably. But he was a coach when I was in Washington my last year. Great guy. Used to talk to him before a lot of Tennessee Titans games when he was working there. I'm thrilled for him. I actually wrote a story about him for the Athletic uh, a year or two ago. How about the Giants, Bry? They're at home. They've got 10 days' rest. It's Eli Manning, Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame Day, whatever. They're playing a team that's winless. They are favored. And they still lose. It is bad in New York. I think they thought when they spent big on Galladay, I think that they thought they were going to take some steps this year. And they clearly haven't. Now, it didn't help that both Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard got hurt yesterday. It didn't help at all. But you got to score more than 14 points. I, I mean... One way or the other, you have to score more than 14 points. There's just no way around it. That Falcons defense is not the 85 Bears. Cordero Patterson had a big day. I think Atlanta is using Cordero Patterson better than anybody else ever has. And Matty Ice. You know, that's why teams like the Falcons will never only have like two or three wins. Because... Matt Ryan is just too good. Matt Ryan's too good to only have win two or three games.
1: Tux takes.
0: Chargers forced four turnovers against the Chiefs. They
1: upset Kansas City 30 to 24.
0: Right. I mean, that was the difference in the game. The Chiefs had turnovers. I think it might have been Bry in Chargers territory on their first three drives including a Mahomes no-look interception, which everybody's like, oh, the guy dropped it, he dropped it. Well, first of all, you know, a receiver's not expecting you to throw him a no-look pass. So when you do that, you're not setting him up to succeed, number one. Number two, he threw it behind the guy. It was not a great pass. It was behind him, bounced off his hands, Asante Samuel Jr., Made a leaping interception. And, you know, we've gotten to the point, Bry, where it's like, if you say anything bad about Mahomes, the, the people will just destroy you. But it wasn't a good throw. I mean, it wasn't, as Greg Cosell would say, precise ball placement. It wasn't. Another Edwards Hilaire fumble, who actually played better than he had been, but that fumble was costly. Uh, And then speaking of brutal, Chargers had some silly penalties. They always do. But Herbert, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And Mahomes had a really bad interception late in the game. Really bad. You know, second straight one-score game they've lost, they had that run where they would always find a way to make the play, always find a way to win those one-score games, as Steve Fezzik would tell you on even money, that's simply not sustainable. And we're seeing that now with that brutal interception. I can't believe Brandon Staley went for on fourth and nine. I thought he would kick the field goal, but after his dude missed the extra point, now I understand. But then scoring a touchdown with 35 seconds left to give the ball back to Mahomes, That seemed like a bad idea, but they got it done. Kudos to the Chargers. And prayers up for Andy Reid, I guess, was not feeling well and left the stadium in an ambulance to go right to the hospital. So that doesn't sound great. Let's hope hope Big Red, as people call him, is okay. A couple of TDs for Jamar Chase. Spangles upset the Steelers 24-10. Jamar Chase is a star already. I mean, he is a star and a stud already. Tyler Boyd, yet another touchdown at Heinz Field. So they play the District 7. It's called the whipple. They play the championship games at Heinz Field. So Tyler Boyd played there at least three years in high school, probably four, because I saw him in the state championship game three years in a row. Incredible, incredible high school football player, as you would imagine. Then he went to Pitt. And scored a bazillion touchdowns. Now he's scored a few touchdowns for the Bengals at Heinz Field. It's incredible. Bounced off Melvin Ingram, who just tried to knock him out, as opposed to actually wrapping him up. Steelers offensive line, still not very good. Ben Roethlisberger, not playing well. Threw two interceptions to Logan Wilson, the Bengals linebacker. One right to him. Who also, by the way, had 14 tackles. How about Logan Wilson? Shout out Logan Wilson. Juju got hurt. And what's really killing the Steelers? No pressure. Absolutely no pressure on Burrow, who was harassed all the time in Chicago last week. No pressure without TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith.
1: Tux Takes. Speaking of pressure, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks for Cleveland, and the Browns crushed the Bears twenty-six to six.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Browns, for whatever reason, early in the game, were letting the Bears hang around. They were throwing on fourth down for some reason when they're awesome running the ball, and they got sacked. They got sacked early, Bry, on back-to-back fourth and ones. I don't think I've ever seen that. You mentioned the sacks by Miles Garrett. Justin Fields was sacked nine times. Isn't that from Ferris Bueller? Nine times. Nine. I don't remember
1: Ferris being sick nine times. Nine.
0: (laughs) Wake up and smell the coffee. (laughs) Nine (laughs) times. I will say this, though, Brian. And I'll be the only person that says this. and, And maybe we'll post this clip on social media. 16 minutes into the show. I think yesterday we saw why the Bears haven't been starting Justin Fields so far this year, why Andy Dalton's been the starter. And you could skip it a bunch of different reasons, right? Number one, because the offensive line stinks and they didn't want to put him out there behind that offensive line and hurt his confidence. That could be one reason. Number two, because Fields isn't quite ready. He won't get rid of the ball. He takes sacks he shouldn't take which is really bad when you have an offensive line that stinks. That just compounds things. He didn't look ready. And number three, they don't have a creative enough system to have him get the ball out of his hands quickly or run RPOs or things that won't enable him to get sacked. So there's three reasons why Justin Fields hasn't been playing so far. And maybe it's a combination of all three. Maybe it's just one of them. But we saw yesterday – why Matt Nagy has not been playing Justin Fields so far this year?
1: Tuck's Takes. You mentioned the Justin Tucker 66 yard field goal as time expired, the longest one in NFL history. Ravens beat Detroit in Detroit 1917.
0: So, the last thing, by the way, I'll say about that Bears Browns game it was nice to see Odell Beckham Jr. back and making plays. And it is almost unfair that the Browns have Kareem Hunt to be able to do what he does as their number two running back. So I've got a lot to say about the Ravens-Lions game. First of all, the Ravens placed Brandon Williams, Justin Houston, Justin Matabike on the COVID list, but the, the Lions still couldn't do anything on offense. Frankly, the game should not have been that close. Hollywood Brown had like the yips. Hollywood Brown had so many. It was a drop fest for him. But then the Lions had a valiant comeback with DeAndre Swift doing a lot of the heavy lifting. They're winning 17-16. The crowd is absolutely going bananas. I love Lions fans. Yet somehow, Lamar Jackson converts a 4th-and-19, which led to the Justin Tucker NFL record 66-yard field goal off the post. Bri, this will probably never happen again unless a kicker kicks like nine field goals. But you set an NFL record. I am naming you the the in-the-zone Player of the Week presented by AutoZone. I know, longtime listeners will be flabbergasted, floored, that I am naming a kicker the In the Zone Player of the Week presented by AutoZone. But guess what? You got to be in the zone to make a 66-yard field goal in that situation. You got to be in the zone to kick a field goal further, not only than anybody else ever has, But further than you could in warm-ups. He made a 65. He could not make it from 65 in warm-ups. They gave him that chance. Now, it should be said, he shouldn't have gotten that chance. They should have been called for delay game. It's a flaw that the NFL must fix. When the, the clock strikes zero, there should be a buzzer, and it should be a delay game. I know there's some gray area there now. This was like, two seconds of gray area and unacceptable in my mind, unacceptable. And I feel so bad for lions fans on multiple levels. Number one, just the gut wrenching loss to see it. Can you imagine Brian? We've got awesome listeners. Christopher Jackson, who's helped us a lot with Ross Tucker.com is a diehard lions fan. That that must have been like a punch in the face. It hits the crossbar and then goes over and in. I mean, simply incredible in the zone play by Justin Tucker. All I could think about, and I tweeted this, at Ross Tucker NFL, was the Lions fans in their cars, stuck in traffic, trying to get out of downtown Detroit after the game. Brutal. Ducks
1: takes. New England is 0 2 at home for the first time since 2000 Saints over the Patriots
0: 28-13. That was a very impressive win for the Saints. Defense was all over Mac Jones, making his life terrible. He threw 3 picks. Now in fairness, you know, John Smith had some drops and the Malcolm Jenkins pick 6 was a drop off his off his hands. He almost had two defensive touchdowns because the other one I can't remember. PJ Williams maybe fumbled and a guy for the Saints recovered it in the end zone. Ellis, but they said he was down. Uh, that Williams was down earlier. You know, Rosas missed a couple field goals for the Saints, which could have changed the complexion of the game, but it didn't because they were that dominant. Jameis threw one of the luckiest. Stupidest touchdown pass I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw it, Bry. He was being pulled down and just threw it up for grabs, but it worked to Callaway. So kudos to him. That uh, Teron Armstead got hurt for the uh, Saints, James White for the Pages. That was a very impressive road victory for New Orleans. Very. Tux
1: takes. Cardinals are now 3-0 for the first time since 2015. They knock off the Jags 31-19. to
0: Trevor Lawrence threw a sweet touchdown pass early. You can see the ability and the talent that we already knew he had. The end of the first half, Matt Prater, Cliff Kingsbury, had Matt Prater attempt the 68-yard field goal. This is why it's very important you know what a kicker's range is. Because he was short enough that not only did he not make it, but Jamal Agnew was able to catch it in the field of play. Returns it 109 yards for a touchdown. A kick six like the Auburn game. The Iron Bowl, Alabama-Auburn. Just unbelievable. But And then in the second half, I thought, wow, the Jags are going to get their first win. They started running over the Cardinals in the second half. But the Cardinals had a nice answer, and then the game just totally flipped. Byron Murphy had a pick six with the Jag trying to do a flea flicker. Terrible throw by Lawrence. Terrible decision. Easy pick six for Murphy, and uh, that was kind of game at that point. AJ Green had a big day, by the way, for the Cardinals. Tuck takes Josh Allen had a. Buffalo Bills, four passing
1: touchdowns and one more on the ground. Bills over the football team, 43-21.
0: Yeah, he actually could have been the auto zone, in the zone guy too. Him, Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. There's a bunch of guys I thought about, but ultimately I had to give it to Justin Tucker. Uh, But Allen was incredible. No answer for him. You know, the only thing that kept Washington in the game is Antonio Gibson had a tremendous catch and run for a touchdown. And then Dustin Hopkins, I'm telling you, dude, I experienced this when I was there, Bri, that wind in Buffalo can be crazy. Dustin Hopkins, I've never seen this, a kicker recovered his own quasi-onside kick, except he kicked it deep. But it got hung up in the wind. That was bananas. If you guys didn't see that play, check it out. Uh, Too many questionable throws, I thought, by Heineke. You know, he got a couple picked, one or two picked, but he could have gotten a few more. And Buffalo just looked very, very good. I don't know what's gotten in the Washington defense, but they're not good. Tuck takes.
1: Denver Broncos pitched a shutout, 26-0 against the New York Jets. And interesting, though, boss, three of the past four Broncos shutouts come against the Jets.
0: Unreal. I mean, this was the only bet on the Even Money podcast I got wrong. Would have been really nice if it was a one-unit bet instead of a two-unit bet. I thought, okay, Jets O line. I mean, Jets defense is playing pretty good, and they were okay. You know, Javante Williams did some good things. KJ Hamler got hurt, but I thought the Jets defense was okay for the most part. That was about what I thought. Hold them the low twenties. The Jets just. Can't, I mean, the Jets O line and offense still really struggling. Zach Wilson didn't even throw a bunch of picks. I thought Jets defense would be pretty good. Zach Wilson won't throw a bunch of picks. I'll take ten and a half points. Right, right, wrong. Tux takes.
1: For the second time this season, in this early season so far, the Raiders overcame a 14-point deficit and won in overtime. They beat the Dolphins yesterday,
0: 31-28. That's incredible, isn't it? I mean, that's incredible. In three games, you have two. 14 point come from behind wins. And when you've been uh, in, in overtime, Carr had that early pick six when Fabian Moreau stopped his route. Raiders get stopped on downs. Malcolm Brown goes touchdown. You're like, wow, Dolphins. Okay. Then the Raiders with Peyton Barber and Carr score the next 25 points. So it went 14 nothing, 25 14. But then Jacoby Brissett. He showed some serious stones, man. That fourth down touchdown run, uh, the fourth down throw, the two point conversion, the fourth down throw to Gesicki, but the Raiders end up winning it in overtime anyway, which was disappointing because of that valiant effort by by Brissett. Dolphins defense kind of let him down. Tux takes.
1: The Vikings beat the Seahawks yesterday for the first time in 12 years. Final in this one, 30-17. Wow,
0: I didn't know that. Uh, Kirk Cousins is playing incredibly well. People don't seem to realize it. He's playing at a really high level. The Seahawks got a hot start. That first drive was like all DK Metcalf, but nothing in the second half. Seahawks have a disturbing trend right now of not getting it done in the second half. Uh, the last thing I would say, I mean, they, they can't move the ball at all. The last thing I would say, Alexander Madison. It's uncanny how much he reminds me of Dalvin Cook. He looks just like him out there. Tuck takes 343
1: yards and four touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. Rams also proved three and zero after a 34-24 win over the Tampa Bay Bucs.
0: You were there, right, Bry?
1: Yes, I was.
0: What was the food like?
1: Food was almost, if not equal to the impressiveness, if that's a word, uh, of the Rams. Very, uh, they had a really good, impressive spread, both hot and cold options. Pulled pork, black beans and rice, a tomato spinach quiche, some butternut squash, uh, uh, butternut squash and kale, actually. And then on the cold side, he had sandwiches, chicken Caesar wraps, um, Turkey sandwich, turkey avocado sandwiches, fruit cups, chocolate, chocolate chip cookies about the size of your face. Um, about the size of my my
0: face or your face.
1: Uh, I'm going. It was that big. It was your face. Um, (laughs) uh, Candy like the big old thing of Sour Patch Kids, Peanut M Ms, Kit Kats. I mean, it was it was like a candy store. It was like a giant buffet on a cruise ship. It was very impressive.
0: Wow, what do you get, A? Yeah, they've they've got to
1: get an A, absolutely.
0: Wow. Um, Army always has the boar's head sandwiches, which is great. But before that, they have what I've discovered now, the Lichtenberg tailgate. I had four mini brats, and I had a, uh, a filet sandwich where the guy, he literally knows me because he sees my videos now. And like, when I video, so he literally like, takes the filet off the grill, slices it, puts it on a bunt, and hands it to me. That's the kind of relationship I have with him. Unbelievable. A. A for Army. Incredible. Um, This game, Stafford missed some throws early. Uh, You know, it's funny because he missed Deshaun Jackson twice on deep balls early, but got him late for a touchdown, Cooper Cup is an unbelievable stud. Eastern Washington, man. He just gets open. The Bucs defense, not what it was last year. No JPP. The DB injuries continue to mount. Jamel Dean got hurt. Brady had a zillion yards, but they were, you know, they ended up being empty yards. Didn't really get a lot out of it. Kenny Young's a stud for the Rams. and um, But Brady's only 68 yards away from now from breaking their record. So, he will break it in New England, and I can't wait to see what that atmosphere is like when he does. Tux takes.
1: Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers hit Devontae Adams twice in the final minute to set up a Mason Crosby 51-yard field goal. Packers beat the
0: 49ers 30-28. to Incredible game. Nick Bosa is awesome, but Aaron Rodgers, man, He got off to a great start. It was crazy. It was 17-0 for the Packers. I give give Jimmy G and the Niners a lot of credit. You know, Jimmy G hung in there. He wasn't playing great, but he hung in there and started just chipping away. Trey Sermon, you know, Kittle was making plays. Debo Samuel, he had the go-ahead touchdown to use check, but they snapped the ball on that play with 12 seconds left on the play clock. And... They gave Aaron Rodgers 30-some seconds to get Mason Crosby in field goal range, and he made it. Mason Crosby is absolute nails. He's a stud, and kickers are very important, even if I don't like that they're that important. And, you know, on the one hand, I understand the Niners needed to make sure they scored a touchdown. It's not like they were on the goal line. And also, like, the defense needs to make a play at some point. You, you can't let them go down there for a field goal in 30 seconds. I will say this. I have been critical of the Packers firing Mike Pettin, hiring Joe Barry. But they got more credit than I thought in that game. I'll, I'll give I'll give the Packers uh, defense and Joe Barry's – they still give up 28 points. But they got more pressure on Jimmy G than I thought. Shoutouts in order, Bri. You know it. They always are. For our I think we're done here members of Patreon.com slash RT Media, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, Humanhead NYC.com, Steakhouse sports.com and our patron of the day, Michael Tasker. No word, if any in relation to Steve. I think we're done here.